You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. It's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Agnes Lachlan from Miracles in Wellness with us. Agnes, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you, Katie. It's a pleasure. Uh, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about your background as a nurse, how you got started, what you've been doing in your career, all that good stuff. <laughs> sure. Um, well, it's been a long journey. <laughs> I've been in healthcare my whole life. And I became a nurse actually at the age of 50. So I oh wow, that's awesome. A lot about healthcare before I started in nursing. I worked for the state of Illinois in their nursing home office as a caseworker, case manager, and all that. So I got to see a lot of nursing homes and they were actually releasing a lot of mental health patients into these facilities when I was a very young lady. And I went into nuclear medicine 10 years and then I became a nurse. <laughs> and um, yes, I always have been a curious person and interested in holistic things. Actually, I married majored in psychology in college. I had originally intended to be a doctor, but things transpired. I was attracted to the field of psychology and all of that. So I feel that that served me well. I didn't become a psychotherapist though. So it was something that wasn't meant to be, but my real interest probably in pointing me into being entrepreneur was when I was approached by um, some other nurses, specifically a one that a colleague that I was working with at the time in a facility. And she was affiliated with two other nurses. So there were four nurses of us that joined Nikan, a Japanese wellness company. And a lot of nurses have been promoting wellness through selling wellness products. So that's what I started out doing, you know, and it was a good thing for me because I'm more of an introvert and I don't engage a lot in conversations and building networks. And so that was a whole new world that opened up for me at the age of like 58. <laughs> so I was, uh, I became excited and enthralled. And of course, being this inquisitive person, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn more about wellness and why I always did was curious about why people became sick. And from my background, I knew positively that what we would call a traditional medicine, didn't understand things completely. There was some gaps or things. And that was what intrigued me because I wanted, first of all, to be healthy myself. I was getting at the age where, you know, I, I wanted to look at 
Why do people get arthritis? Because I got it. <laughs> Why do people, you know? So um, I joined Nikan. I and one of the Nikan consultants was Bradley Nelson, a chiropractor. And so that was my well. I think before that, even I studied live blood under the microscope, and I went to Trinity College of Natural Health, and there I met a mentor who um, was a nurse herself. <laughs> and she intrigued me by saying, well, I used to have diabetes, but I don't have it anymore. And so that very, you know, that statement intrigued me a lot. <laughs> Later, I found out that she used to drink diet soda by, you know, the gallon. <laughs> and that really wasn't supporting her health. But anyhow, I went there. I learned more. I didn't understand everything. I learned about parasites actually through Alice and Dr. Overman, which is a little bit beyond what the school focused on. So I became a parasite expert. Um, the next thing I learned was with Bradley Nelson, the chiropractor from Nikon. And he talked about muscle testing, which Alice did too. And I thought it was woo woo. <laughs> and so but when I went to that talk of Bradley Nelson, where he showed through muscle testing that people had these emotions in their body, he called them trapped emotions, and that, you know, they re were related to either past events in their life or, you know, even inherited things that we're not aware of. So a lot of that is just in the subconscious mind, a lot of things that we don't really know. So that's my specialty is knowing what's in the subconscious mind. So after that, I mean, I kept learning, growing, all of that. I became certified in the emotion code, theta healing. Um, and then it was, I guess, higher brain living. Uh, potentiate your DNA, Life Mastery Institute. I became a, um, a coach about creating your life. So <laughs> I love this story so far. I love, love, love that you went to nursing um, at the age of 50, because I think that's amazing. Um, and then, you know, you didn't even veer off from like, you weren't deterred at all by the mm -hmm. idea of starting a business. Um, so I love that. So you were just like, <laughs> the perfect nurse for me. Um, uh, so, okay, so you, you got involved selling um, wholeness and holistic products, and that took you down this path of learning all about other stuff. Um, and were, were you resistant at all? Were you like, oh, well, this is a bunch of hodgepodge, and, and how did it turn, how did your mind change, or how did you get to be more convinced to the point that you wanted to start a business in something like this? Well, it became gradual, but really i i guess the big trigger was i was approaching retirement and my brother-in-law died at the age of 62 and i thought you know if i don't help someone now then there's you know later is too late so it was already i was uh, you know in the process of trying to assess him and figure out what was going on um 
it was, you know, some turbulent times, but um, I did open my practice after his death and I had a little extra money to focus and time, of course, to focus on what I would call what I love. <laughs> So is it something like, um, you know, you, you were working, 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 and then when you had this, uh, you know, some free time, you thought, well, I'm going to put all these ideas into a business. And like, how did that kind of come about? Was it just gradual or was it something that one day you woke up and you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, the Nikan side was the business entrepreneur side that I learned a little bit. I'm still in the process of learning to be an entrepreneur. It's just, uh, it requires a lot of personal growth. And if you aren't willing to stretch yourself and grow beyond what's comfortable, because I'll tell you, I've been comfortable as an entrepreneur. And if you get too comfortable, you just don't grow. And it's about stretching and growing and reaching out to people. <laughs> and I mean, it's uh, an amazing process, but I think that we're all called in some way to sell something. We're always, selling isn't a bad word. We're always selling our ideas or, you know, who we are. And I mean, you can't, you can see me, but I mean, I'll share my age. <laughs> Obviously, I became a nurse 25 years ago. So if you can add 50 and 25, <laughs> I just had my birthday this month. So um, Yay, happy birthday. <laughs> I, I believe in embodying the, the amazing health. I believe that I create that every single day by my choices, that it's little things that you choose every day that allow you to become who you are so it's not something that happens just one time it's the all the little choices that you make every single day yeah i mean everything that you're saying is is really inspirational um and you know the, being 75 hopefully my math is good uh, I, I mean it makes you even more inspirational because uh, what you're doing is is awesome and you can never you never stop learning and really I had the same experience and I think most people do whether they want to admit it or not but um, in the business itself like I was so focused on let's make money let's make money and then it was just kind of like you I kept hitting these walls and stuff and it was like I had to come back and do the personal work first to move forward in these these uh, uh, walls that, or the barriers that kept coming up. And it was so frustrating to me because I'm like, I just want to focus on the business, yet the business couldn't go anywhere until I focused on myself. Uh, so the business really became my personal journey. So now it's, it's kind of comical to me when nurses sometimes will say to me, well, how do I make money really fast? And I'm like, I don't know, because my journey <laughs> was really tough, <laughs> you know, getting to where I am now. Uh, it was a lot of self-inner work. And I don't think people want to hear that. They want it. Where's the, the straight line to, you know, that $1 million. And ultimately what it comes down to me, for me is like the business is about helping other people and it's about helping, you know, myself through a personal journey. And then the money's secondary. Absolutely. It's actually about who you become and who you 
attract because of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So you have some really interesting um, stuff on your website that I want to talk about because some of the stuff I haven't heard of. But why don't you start with uh, something that's more, I want to say mainstream, because even though it's not quite mainstream, but the emotional healing. Um, what is it that you do there? Uh, emotional healing is just about the body inheriting our going through a process of going through emotional issues. It could be an argument or something that you overhear as a child or even according to Bradley Nelson, something that happens in the womb, emotional situations that are um, transferred to the fetus, all of that. It's ancestral things from our ancestors. And it's very simple to release. I actually um, enjoy it. One of my favorite things is releasing heart walls. We have two heart walls and most of the trapped emotions there are all from our ancestors inherited. And it's a very powerful to release that energy because that opens us up to just being in alignment with who we are with whatever the universe is sending us. For example, I had a client, uh, her name's Anna, and she's a nurse, and um, she had been single her whole life, but she had a lot of personal work that she had to do. I mean, she gave up alcohol, she gave up uh, smoking, things like that. And when I met her, she had already gone through a lot of transformation, giving up that stuff. But when um, we worked on loving herself, releasing her heart walls, forgiveness work, a few years later at her retirement party at the age of 62, she met this guy she had known as, you know, a young lady. And he had, he was now a widower and they immediately connected and they got married last year. She was 63 years old, first marriage, second for him, but it was an amazing <laughs> situation. That is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and the one thing I like about emotional healing is that, you know, especially with psychotherapy, psychotherapy like forces you to go to back and, you know, verbalize all the horrible things that happened to you and you focus on them. And it's just like, it's exhausting. And I've always avoided, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. So, but you know, a lot of times with emotional healing, it isn't, you don't have to regurgitate every horrible thing that ever happened to you in order to move forward. Um, so, you know, I feel like that's a much nicer way. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have to really live anything. And I will just say that all of us come with that baggage, no matter what. If you have ancestors, you have baggage. If you have, you know, if you have parents, you got something from them. And I mean, it's like limiting beliefs about money or about what's possible. So my journey is that I released limitations and limiting beliefs about what's possible in my life. And um, the most transformational book. So I like literally had a big awakening when I was 64. <laughs> and it was about me waking up to the fact that I really was 
lost in loneliness and busyness. So I covered up what I call loneliness and busyness. And a lot of us cover up loneliness. Loneliness is like the number one factor and cause of disease right now, or, you know, it is increasing too. And before COVID, it was increasing too, because we're so um, engaged in all this, um, these distractions, electronic distractions and things like that. What we don't really sit down and have face-to-face -face conversations or even on the phone. So that's part of my practice is calling people on the phone. But loneliness is real. It not only causes disease, it causes us to not um, develop more as people. I mean, can you imagine me hiding my loneliness and busyness? So, I mean, there was always one thing to do without a plan or a goal to, but the most transformational thing for me was the relationships that I formed, first of all, with myself. And then because I changed myself, I attracted these other amazing relationships into my life. So I really think that the key to transforming is to form positive habits and to have great relationships. That's what I teach my clients in my retreats, how to just transform and to create goals for your life. And it's like a proprietary process. It's not just writing out a goal because I do it every single day. I, you know, I activate my goals. <laughs> I say them out loud. I, you know, put a lot of emotion and energy into that. And um, that's part of the process of higher brain living. And I love doing part of that in my retreats. So um, with your retreats, uh, were you, uh, have you been able to do them since COVID started or do you do them online now or how does that work? Yes, I <laughs> need to accept, yeah, that I, yeah, I am starting to do them online, but I hope sometime later in the year to do them in person. And if anyone is interested, I have one coming up in April that is online. And I do some in Wisconsin on Lake Michigan. It's a beautiful retreat center. Maybe even in 2022, I'll have one in the Big Island in Hawaii. That's a beautiful place for about a week. It's a, I love the turtle beaches, the volcanoes, just the beautiful setting in the wintertime. <laughs> Yeah, tell me when that one's coming up. <laughs> uh, so now you do something also, and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce it correctly, but it's called Wen Chi or Yin Chi. What is that? Yuan. Yuan Chi. Yuan Chinese energetics. It probably isn't there. So yeah, that's um, a form of muscle testing, and I think it's also about counting. So I don't consider myself an expert at it, but I've integrated parts of it into my practice with theta healing and all of that. So I use that emotion code chart and I 
ask questions and I, you know, through muscle testing, I find out answers. So like one of the most common um, emotional blocks that we have is called um, worthless. So we're not feeling good enough. We're not feeling worthy. You can call it worthless. There's also unworthy, but okay, we'll call it worthless. It's the most common human uh, like addiction to not accepting your worth or feeling you're good enough. And in Chinese energetics, you can ask where where it's held on a spiritual level, past life level, um, you know, different levels. And then you can count for that. Uh, emotion, how many times it's in your your energy field. And I mean, I've counted like a lot of times it's 10 to the 60th powers, meaning that it's a big number, but I, I just think it's like releasing a lot of ancestral things that might be impeding our are just our ability to perform, to be who we really are meant to be. Okay, and then you also have the parasite. Um, what is what is this, uh, the, the parasites? Uh, tell me about the parasite elimination, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I studied parasites when I first started my practice. So um, besides the emotion code and Traditional medicine doesn't focus on parasites at all. And I mean, from the current crisis in the world on viruses, I mean, the National Geographic says that life can't exist without viruses and bacteria. They're an important part of our, our cellular structure, our, our just who we are. So our microbiome has microbes in us that outnumber us 10 to 1. But we just don't want the ones that cause disease and we attract them. I mean, it could be through our diet, it could be through our emotional traumas, our thoughts and beliefs, the emotions that we choose to feel every day. So we attract these parasites and they're all, all diseases are related in some way to parasites, to our emotional states, all of that. So I think that health is multi-layered and that it's not just, I mean, it's not just that you take a pill and it's gone. I found out too that, I mean, I can get rid of someone's parasites, but if they don't change the way they eat or the way they think, they'll attract them again. So why do you think that this concept is so hard for Western traditional medicine to accept? Because I mean, we don't learn any of this in nursing school. And actually when I was in the hospital, I would have, this conversation would never have happened because I would have, it's been like, oh, Agnes is a weirdo or something, you know, but in a, in a totally after coming out of the hospital, like now I'm like, oh my God, Agnes is amazing. <laughs> like, so, but why is that we're so ingrained to reject this wholeheartedly? Well, I think we're comfortable in a lot of, um, you know, 
the the powers that be are just comfortable they don't want to um you know go beyond and maybe people want to be reassured you know here's the pill you'll get better here's this surgery hopefully it'll help you <laughs> but uh, it's not always like a one-to-one -one correlation. Sometimes the pills don't work and the surgeries can cause more issues. So um, it really is about, you know, shifting our focus. There's a lot of medical professionals in the same, um, that have shifted like me and inspired me. I've been inspired by Joseph Mercola I mean, he has the largest website in the country. Um, he's been banned from Google search engines, but that's okay. Um, Dr. Zach Bush, he's amazing. And one of my favorites are some of my favorites are chiropractors like um, Bradley Nelson, Joe Dispenza. He's my inspiration for, um, you know, taking my retreats to a new level because he's amazing. And then there's Michael Cotton too, the founder of Higher Brain Living. So it, there's a lot of people that we can find inspiration from, I think. That's awesome. Um, so what do you see for your business kind of moving forward? Are, I mean, are you looking for uh, to grow it really big, keep it where it is? Um, you know, what does 2021 look for you look like? Well, I'm really focusing on building it more and engaging with a lot of people and just getting a message out there that we have the potential not only to be healthy, but to thrive and feel what I call joy, happiness. Happiness is a state and a lot of us don't realize that our little choices create that state constantly and that you can be happy almost all the time. It doesn't mean that you, you occasionally have thoughts of, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, not feeling optimal on some days, but uh, overall that you can feel happy, that you can feel joy and connection to other people. Because like I said, I spent a lot of my life lost in busyness and loneliness, not being aware that I was actually creating that for myself because I limited what I thought was possible. Uh, I love that statement. That's, that is, a, you know, thank you for sharing that story, your story with us, because it's really amazing. So, but if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? How do they find your business? Or if they want to do one of your sessions, um, how do they get to, to that? So it's miraclesinwellness.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and my email. <laughs> I have a couple of them. I, you know, you can get me through... Agnes at miraclesinwellness.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Agnes. Thank you. Thank you.